All right, we're going to try this again after technical difficulties the last time. Here we are, take two of Monday morning <laughs> podcasting. Even my laptop's got a case in the Mondays. Here we go, Parental Advisory and Movie Podcast. Your host, Jeff Hall, and with me, Patrick Terry. There we go. I knocked out the as always. <laughs> <laughs> I think it throw both of, might have thrown both of us off on that one. Uh, all right, let's try this again. <laughs> let's try this again. Thankfully, we only got five minutes in before I had an error message pop up and say, yeah, no, this is not, we're not doing this today. Right. And I said, fine, I'll close you out. We'll start over. I don't care. <laughs> don't tell me what to do. Exactly. Technology. Yep. <laughs> All right. So again, hi, Patrick. <laughs> and again, uh, so uh, thankfully, we only got a couple minutes in. So what's new with you, buddy? Uh, work. I saw my Titans fall short from going to the Super Bowl, losing by 11 to the Chiefs. I mean, but they only lost by 11. Yeah. It's not like they got embarrassed like, you know. It's not like they were up 21 to nothing and and then going back and completely getting demolished by 20 or 30 points. That's true. I mean, they started off pretty strong. They just couldn't maintain. And the better team won. Yeah. Actually, we caught the – I only caught the tail end of it. Yeah. Um, mainly because I wasn't, you know, I, I was like Switzerland. I was neutral. Right. Because all I knew is I had my friends here, they were rooting for the Titans, and I had my friends back home in Missouri rooting for the Chiefs. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm staying out of this one. I have <laughs> no dog in this fight whatsoever. So. Right. But at, in the end, uh, by the time I flipped on, it was fourth quarter and. Chiefs were already up, and then Titans scored, and then Chiefs scored like two more or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then held them off, and I was like, I, and I, I was happy because you know it's good to see the Chiefs win, at least for me, because you know growing up in Missouri, not being a Chiefs fan, but my grandfather, who's ninety three, who all I'm, all you know, a lot of my memories on Sundays. Uh, Whenever we go over to their house for Sunday lunch, is my grandfather watching Chiefs games? Getting, he'll turn it on. He'll watch the first half. If he makes it to the first half, right? Um, when they start irritating him, he goes and turns the TV off. Yeah. I don't mean change the channel. I mean he turns it off. It's off. <laughs> like the TV wow. is off. We are not TV. We're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we may eat, <laughs> and then he'll go back, turn it on. And if they're playing better, he'll keep it on. If not, he may turn it off. He may turn it back on. I mean, but that's kind of the life of a Chiefs fan, really. That's about how I approach Titans games. Like this one, I was kind of back and forth watching. And then when the Chiefs scored before the half, taking a four-point lead, I was like, I kind of know where this is going. Yeah, (laughs) we've been there. (laughs) So I didn't watch as much the second half. Yeah. And I just kept up the score, and I was like, well, that was a good season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nine and seven, and then making it to the AFC Championship. Who would have nope, <laughs> nobody, nobody. I sure as heck didn't. I mean, but I, I think most people here. I was happy to see it, but I was surprised. Yeah, um, I sent my mom a text uh, earlier asking if he was watching the game. She goes, "Yes, he is," and so are we. Yeah, um, being her and my grandmother. And when they won, I said, "Did he about jump out of his wheelchair?" And she said, "No, but he did lose his teeth." <laughs> I said that is the best text message I think I've gotten, um, just mainly because he's been going through a lot, yeah. uh, physically and really actually men- mentally with the 
this Parkinson's dementia that, he's, that he has. Um, but the fact that he was having a good day and knew and was, you know, he was aware of what was going on, that that hit my heart and did wonders. So, um, so for that, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, that I'm so thankful that the Chiefs won. Otherwise, I, I mean, for any other reason, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's cool. You know, football's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, it's like, oh, good, football's finally almost over. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm just terrible because I'm not as big into NFL. But, um, anyways, welcome to the Parental Advisory Sports Podcast. There we go. <laughs> Multitask. Yes. It, just like we, uh, the previous attempt, we were talking about how it's actually snowing here in Nashville and, uh, how I was more used to that when I living in Missouri than I am here, and that I was thankful that it'll probably not stick and be gone by the end of the afternoon. Yeah, more than likely. <laughs> more than likely, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I guess for me, uh, not a whole lot's been going on. Um, just uh, yeah, work too. Working on this. Uh, did the mini? I recorded the mini episode early in the week for the SAG awards, and then. Yeah, Grayson's getting ready for competition this uh, this weekend coming up. Uh, we'll be in Knoxville um, for her first dance competition, so that's exciting. Um, and then York's got martial arts this afternoon. Actually, Grayson has dance practice today after we get done recording, which is why we're meeting early on a Monday. Yes. So uh, thank you again for agreeing to that. Um, that helps both of us <laughs> Um and then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, nothing. I'm still. Uh, I'm working on trying to schedule a couple of guests, upcoming guests for, I guess, maybe later this month, but probably going to be uh, probably February, to be honest. Okay. Um, but working on that, and then, um, yeah, I man, I've been trying to knock out these uh, these uh, Academy Award nominated documentaries and uh shorts and short subjects i guess because that that way i could say it covers all the (laughs) all the categories right Um, so with that being said um let's go ahead and do kind of a a uh, sag awards wrap up and then we'll get into i'll get into what i watched so judging by the score here you won I guess, because uh, if we were just going by just movies, because that's kind of how our podcast rolls, um, you got four out of six, so congratulations. All right. um, for me, I did both. I did the entire ballot. I was seven out of 15, which not quite 50%, but... Um, it's probably better than I would if I'd included TV, because a lot of shows I don't really watch. I had to guess, to be honest. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Four... Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I only got four out of six. So would have been even. Yeah, yeah. So where where I screwed up was the stunt ensemble because I was telling you about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously Avengers was going to win, um, but I picked Ford versus Ferrari just because there's a lot of racing involved, and that's a lot of stunt driving that has to be coordinated, and is not easy. I mean, I guess if you go for quantity, Avengers, obviously. I think for difficulty, I mean, who's who can gauge that, really? But I know sun driving is not an easy thing. No. Um, and 
the one thing about the SAG Awards last night is that Parasite won, and you picked that, and I really wanted them to win. I just didn't have faith. I just didn't have faith in the voters, right? Which I should, because if anybody's gonna, I mean, as far as the ensemble, I mean, looking at the collective, I like that was the best. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) I think I was. I think I picked the Irishman just because I just went by the way of how I thought voters would think. Like, oh, it's all these people. You know, look at this ensemble cast. Right. But yes, no, the right one definitely won, and I was so excited. Um, Trying to think which one you got. Here, I could pull yours up here in just a second. So those are the two I got wrong. Um, oh, I got, um, I think, lead actress wrong. And uh, yeah, you got, uh, yeah, you put, uh, you picked Lupita, and then you picked uh, Tom Hanks. Those yeah. were the two you got wrong. Yeah. And you got the rest right. So, um, so with that being said, this really, I think Brad, did you get a chance to uh, catch Brad Pitt's speech at all? Not for the SAG Awards. I didn't. Okay. I recommend if you can find it, I'm sure it's on YouTube, yeah. to watch Brad Pitt's acceptance speech last night. Not only was it funny, but he kind of pokes fun at Quentin Tarantino's obsession with actresses' feet. Hmm. So he thinks, so as he's thanking the actors you know, that, from, that elevated him, he's like, I want to thank uh, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie's feet. Margaret Qualley, Margaret Qualley's feet. <laughs> he just kept going, and he just he kind of gave kind of a look at Quentin, kind of nodding. He goes, and he, I forgot exactly how he worded it. It was like, yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a bit much, <laughs> or something like that. It was it was so funny. I was like, oh my god, he's it's like the best kind of throwing shade, but at the same time, just kind of the acknowledge, you know, it's humorous because everybody, it's one of those things everybody knows Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish for whatever reason. Yeah. The, I always say the scariest part of uh, the Kill Bill movies is when Uma Thurm is in the, uh, is in the coffin and, uh, and just the close up on her feet. I said, man, I thought that was terrifying. It's like, I thought, <laughs> listen, there's, I've seen some terrifying things, but close ups of her feet was probably the most. Um, but yeah, no. So when we look at the when we look at our winners, Joaquin Phoenix has now won Golden Globe and SAG. <clears throat> Chances are he may win the he'll probably win the BAFTA too. Or I don't think he's nominated. Never mind. Hold on. Let me pull out my folder, and we'll go ahead and SAG wrap up slash BAFTA uh, preview. So he's looking strong. Like he's. I mean, I think everybody kind of knows he's going to win. Um, but oh, man, Let's see here. I know it's up for best picture. Do, 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 do. More than likely, with getting the Golden Globe and the SAG, he's if he's nominated, Bathy may win, but more likely the Academy Award he'll probably get as well. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, also nominated for leading actor for for Baft also. So if he wins that one, and he's it would be a complete shock if, t- like, someone like Darren Edgerton were to kind of, like, surprise for Oscar yeah. voters. Yeah. And I totally think that if Joker didn't come out this year, if it would have come out last year or next year, Darren Edgerton would have been a shoe in for Best Actor. Okay. It's like, they're both so amazing performances. It's just <laughs> it's yeah. just hard to do. Um, I did like that Joaquin Phoenix did a more or less 
kind of dedicate his to Heath Ledger this time. Okay. So he was basically, you know, he, you know, it wouldn't have been possible, but he was, you know, standing on the shoulders of, or riding on the shoulders of, of his favorite actor, Heath Ledger. And then he left. I was like, that was pretty nice. Okay, that was very classic. Short. Wow. Fairly short. Yeah. Right. And then, um, Renee Zellweger won for Judy again. And which means I'm going to have to red box that movie. It looks like. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, sorry. And then, uh, Laura Dern won again for, uh, Supporting actress for Marriage Story, yeah. so that's to kind of help me with that. I watched some yeah. scenes, some clips from scenes. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, she's, she's more likely gonna get this. <laughs> I mean, basically all the acting was the same from Golden Globes. Brad Pitt also, right? So. Uh, the only thing because they don't do Best Picture, but they did Best Cast in a Motion Picture, which yeah. for Parasite. So that's yeah. interesting. Um, I still don't think Parasite's gonna win Best Picture. I think they'll do like what Roma did last year. And I think they'll go best, uh, they'll win best foreign language film. Okay. Even though they're nominated for both. I would love for them to win for both, but I wanted Roma to win for both too. And I, I didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so I think what may happen, there might be a better chance that he may win, he might pull like what they did with Roma, do best director and best, uh, foreign language film, which would be great too. But, right. Uh, Chances are a little bit higher, I guess. Um, so, yeah, um, very interesting to see what will happen. Uh, BAFTAs, i got to look up the date. on. i got to look up the date for BAFTAs, but uh, they're before the Oscars, but only by, like, a couple of days. So they're in the next on the awards list, and then after that's the Academy Awards. <clears throat> With that being said, um, we will have Academy Award ballots uh, posted to the Facebook fan page uh, like we've done with every other award show. Um, the difference is we're going to try and get, we want to encourage people to fill them out there and uh, submit theirs because we want as many participants as possible. Uh, I am work, I have worked out with a, uh, I've con- contracted via marriage, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I've got my wife talked into, uh, we're going to get a, Drink a uh, a mug, I guess, but not a uh, travel mug type thing. And she'll make decals that'll have the uh, podcast logo on it. But it'll also say it'll also say Oscar, you know, uh, Oscar pool party or whatever winner. So, so it'll also have that on there. And then um, I'm not afraid to mail it. So. Not afraid. That's kind of a stupid thing to say. It's Monday, and we're recording in the morning, and we're sober. Yeah. So yeah. that's not helping anybody. But no. we have coffee. Um. Anyways, uh, I'll be happy to mail it to uh, if you if you live outside Nashville. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's about it for announcements and everything else. Yeah. Ready to get into it? Let's get into the mix. <clears throat> All right. First, oh, and lastly, I finally got, if you haven't noticed, I've already got, I've finally got the uh, website updated. So, hooray for that. It only took me <laughs> forever in a day. Um, but it's fully updated, and even as far as this episode, I've even got this episode ready to drop. All right. I uh, know, look at me. Uh, finally getting caught up. <laughs> so, when we were talking about, when I was talking about, uh, well, I've been watching. I've been trying. I haven't been to the theater this week. Okay. Been wanting to. Just had been too tired to be honest. Um, 
But I may try tonight, to be honest. Uh, so I've been watching, trying to also get caught up on all the best documentaries and then the short subject like live action short, documentary short, and uh, animation short. Okay. The And we posted the uh, a link to a website of where you could find all of those um, if they're available. So it's on the Facebook fan page, so please check that out. It's also on the website. Um for you know if you're trying to really win that oscar pool that'll help out you know because it's i would say the vast majority of them if they're not on a uh, streaming service then they're on youtube so that's where i'm going to end up probably watching the rest of them so what i did end up watching was a movie called american factory it's on netflix it's nominated for best uh documentary feature it's a the way I kind of I worded it <clears throat> is that you remember did you ever see the movie Gung Ho with Michael Keaton where he worked in an auto factory it's an early 80s movie uh, he worked in an auto factory in the um, the uh, Asian company was moving in and taking over and so he had to work together with uh, with some of the people from that company and having to learn the differences and of how they do things plus how they you know he does things right um with their factory you know and it's basically like a documentary version of that like if it happened in real life except this is a lot this isn't funny okay (laughs) this except for this one's not funny and that one's a comedy um and that was taking place in the 80s so about 35 years later here we are with the documentary essentially about the same place Okay. So this takes place in Ohio, in um, Dayton, Ohio. Uh, a Chinese billionaire opens up a factory in an abandoned General Motors plant. Uh, he hired 2,000 Americans. Uh, in the early days, it shows them, you know, just being happy that the factory's back open and bringing more jobs and people that worked there when it was General Motors. Right. Um, just happy that they're finally working again because I think the factory had been closed four years. Um, I think this started, I want to say, oh my God, 2012-ish, 2013, I'm not 100%. But it takes place over, I think, two or three years. Trying to remember the timeline. Right. Um, But there was a lot of hope and optimism that, you know, they they were going to, that this company was going to treat them right. They're, you know, it's brand new. So the it's not they're not making cars anymore. They're making glass, like windshields, okay. like glass for cars. Right. But uh, but mainly the windshields and the side passengers, okay. stuff like that. Um, that's kind of their main focus. So it's about this Chinese billionaire trying to understand that he can't he can't impose the same type of work uh, regimen. That's a good word. The same type of work regimen that he can back home. Right. He can't do that here because laws and stuff like that. The big part of it is, uh, you know, he's he's all about trying to make money, but you know, try and give the impression that he cares about the employees, but you can kind of tell he doesn't. Doesn't. Um, he just cares about them generating more money. There is a wild part at the beginning when they're still construct, you know, re. Uh, 
when they're still kind of constructing the plant to mm-hmm. update it and everything. Yeah. He told them on the visit of the plant that the door, this one, I guess it was the front door, had to face a different direction. Okay. So, or maybe it went the front door. But one of the doors, he said that that's not going to work. They need to change. It needs to be face a different direction. Like it opens out instead of in or in instead of out, something like that? Like, I think it's like an actual like garage door type door. So okay. Okay. I'm not exactly sure because I could never, they never closed up on the, on the door because they were outside and they never had like a close up of it. Mm-hmm. And they, it was like, wow, it's like, okay, well, you know, they just finished that, you know. So they, so the guy I was on the phone is like, uh, I'm being told it's going to cost $35,000 just to fix that. To just to move that it. yeah all right and and the the uh i guess second command or whatever lady that was with him said that's fine i'm like okay. wow all right <laughs> whatever bro because it's all about feng shui yeah so they are one of the work and they inter- they follow a group of workers too you know that that uh, are coming back and one of them said, you know, I went from making $29 an hour to now making $12 an hour. Wow. That's a yeah. big difference. It's slight. Sheesh. So it's, it's kind of showing, like, how they're having to adjust and their work style. And the billionaires, like, big on no unions. They don't want unions, obviously, because then they have to change things and, you know, pay more and, you know, limit their hours that they can, you know, limit hours and can't obviously impose mandatory overtime or anything like that. Right. <clears throat> so it's pretty interesting. And it also, uh, so they have the people that are training them that are from China that are staying there for two, that's where I get the two years from. They're staying there for two years and uh, to help train and kind of get the company moving and going in the right direction. Right. And then if there's any issues, they can, problem solved because they've dealt with it back home yeah. so they're staying with one of the workers like a couple of these people are staying with the worker like uh one of the workers so he's learning their culture he's teaching them you know uh american culture because uh guns are outlawed in china right they can't own them so you know he had him over for thanksgiving and they took him out to his because he's got i guess he's got land and took him out back and let him fire off a few rounds of his guns. And, you know, wow. they've never got to do that. And they just had a blast, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's really interesting. And then they took, at one point, they actually took a group of the Americans to China to see how the factory works and operates. And then they had, like, some celebration and stuff. That's cool. Um, and he, but some of the workers got to see how things are run out there, too. It kind of made them a little, I guess, weary of you know, of, of, uh, things they obviously don't agree with, right? but don't say because they're trying to be respectful because I mean, they got a free chip out at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> be sure they get back. Yeah. And it's just really interesting. And then it shows how, uh, basically just life, like what life is like. And, you know, at one point they're just, after a while you can see how the hope's kind of diminishing. Mm-hmm. Because things start breaking down, um, people are getting injured and not compensated, and uh, so they're they're trying to like one guy uh, was worried because he broke something and he was out a few days, and they were going to try and uh, 
make him come into work even though he's injured. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of like that meme. Yeah, but you're still coming in, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Broke my arm. Yeah, but you're still coming in, right? It's going to be a little late. <clears throat> yeah. So how late are you going to be? Yeah. <laughs> like uh, six to eight weeks, bro. Um, <laughs> no, it it was a fascinating documentary to watch. It, <clears throat> goodness. Drink some coffee, see if that helps. Um, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> they, uh, But it's fascinating to watch. And in the end, it kind of shows, you know, there's some... Parts that are kind of heartbreaking at the end. Um, but it is a good study. They didn't take really... They were very respectful to show both sides and not really take a side, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Usually most documentaries have a point of view. Right. You know, or a, they lean a certain way. This was pretty fair. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> you might have to talk for a second. Hold on. Okay. All right, I think I'm better. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weather. Um, but no, it's very fascinating. Um, I think it's pretty good. Does it have a chance at winning? Possibly. I mean, I have to see. I still have to see some of the others. But it's, it's. Uh, I think with what's going on now, uh, as far as, like, relevance in society and uh, what's going on right now in our culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a very... I think it's a very good uh, and moving movie um, to watch and kind of see where we're kind of at as far as how technology is starting to take over and manufacturing jobs are getting more automated and less less needy, less dependent on on uh, actual having people do the work. So, um, but yeah, I definitely recommend watching it. Again, it's on uh, it's on Netflix. It is. Let's see here. One hour and fifty-five minutes. Doesn't quite feel like two hours watching it, though, um, just because it is. It keeps your attention. Okay. So, um, and then next, the second one I watched was called Honeyland. It's on Hulu. Um, if you have Hulu, you can watch it there. Um, this one was a little bit. I don't want to say harder to watch. It was interesting, but it. I don't. I don't know how to... Subject matter is not as... In, it's interesting, but it's... I don't know. Maybe not for me, but I... Like, if, like American Factor, I probably would end up watching eventually anyways. Right. This one, maybe not so much. Like, I'd probably get 20 minutes in and be like, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, but it is good. It's a, so it's about the last female bee hunter in Europe. Um, she's trying to save the bees and return... The natural balance and uh, um, so she's part of like a family of nomadic I guess you could say um, beekeepers that um, are evading her land and threaten her livelihood so basically she gets some new neighbors okay. and it's like desolate part of I mean I don't think it ever actually tells you what part of uh, I want to say it's like Eastern Europe because uh, like Bosnia or Former Bosnia, I guess. Um, so somewhere around there, and basically she gets some new neighbors, more or less. Um, it's basically just her and her mom. Her mom's very ill. She's not exactly a spring chicken either. Right. Um, not ill. She's just old and can't really move. You don't really see her 
in the film, you really just see her laying down, maybe sitting up, but she's not leaving, like, from from her area. Right. Um, she can't really, her mother can't really do much, so she's having to do all the work. And so she has these certain areas around that have, like, different beehives, and she extracts, you know, she takes the combs and um, extracts the honey and then goes and walks because they don't have a car. And she walks for God knows how long to get to, you know, to, to town and then sells her honey. Okay. So, <clears throat> but she gets some new neighbors in and basically they kind of find out what she's doing and then they start kind of doing that because they, they become friends and they kind of learn how to do it and then she she says, well, you have to, you can't do it close to mine because they will fight each other. Like the bees will fight each other. Right. If they fight each other, then They're both the population's decreasing. Okay. Is that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, she's trying to get, talk him into doing it for, you know, like if he's going to do it, he has to do it far enough away that the bees will, you know, be away from each other and they won't fight each other. Okay. And he does not listen to her and like half of her dies. So she tries to take what she does have left because she has two other spots that are away, or that are kind of away and that he doesn't know about, and right. and um, and tries to um, you know, keep her livelihood pretty much going. And it's pretty interesting because from and he's and this guy has a wife, I think three kids, three maybe four kids, mm-hmm. and the older son or the middle child. Is uh, not wanting to help because he's not he does he's afraid of the bees. Right. Okay. <laughs> but he's the father pretty much makes him like beats him and gets him makes him come out and do it. And he gets stunned several times and he ends up just grabbing his jacket and leaving. Yeah. So he goes over to um, I'm not going to pronounce her name right. H a t i d z e. Hetzi maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. Um, goes He goes over there to um, kind of befriends her. They become friends. and um, It's really interesting. I mean, it's it's a fascinating movie. It's not very fast moving. Okay. Um, the end is just heartbreaking. Like, it's straight up heartbreaking. But it's done very well. And it's only, uh, it's an hour and 26 minutes long. Um, I can see why it's nominated. Um, but it is... It is kind of tough to watch, and it's subtitled because okay. it's foreign language. Yeah, foreign language. Um, but it is good. It's just man, that the end's kind of heartbreaking. Um, then real quick, um, I just want to talk about one of the shorts I watched, also on Netflix, called "Life Overtakes Me." This one is fascinating. It's I think only like um, forty minutes long. Um, but it's about, uh, let's see here, hold on, 39 minutes long, because it's short. So it's a, it's about, uh, in Sweden, these family members having to deal with uh, something called resignation syndrome. So basically, their kids are going, I guess after suffering like a traumatic experience, going to like a self-imposed coma. Wow. Yeah, so hundreds of refugee tra- children in Sweden, who have fled with their families from extreme trauma, have become afflicted with uh, resignation resignation syndrome. So, facing deportation, they with, 
withdraw from the world into a coma-like state, as if frozen for months or even years. Wow, fascinating. So they're having. So you see these, you know, you see these parents having to basically clothe, change, bathe their kids, and their kids are just. I mean, it's like limp. It's like my daughter in the morning, <laughs> trying to wake her up and get her dressed. Yeah. I had a small. I, I had a small taste just from, and I only had to do that for five minutes in the morning. <laughs> wow. But this is months and years. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and these kids wake up, and they think they've only been sleeping for like you know just went to bed and woke up the next day, and not wow. know it's been that long. Wow, it's fascinating. I had never even heard of such a thing. Yeah. So, but I highly recommend that. It's forty minutes of your life, and it's beautifully shot. Yeah. Like the. Because there's some exterior shots are beautiful, um, but again, it's kind of heartbreaking too. But it's, it's, it's so interesting. I was like, I want to see a feature length of this one because right. it's just because it's top, like it's something I didn't know anything about. Fascinating. Uh, so that that one's called Life Overtakes Me, thirty nine minutes. It's uh, nominated for best documentary short, um, and it's on Netflix. Okay. Then, real quick, because I'm not going to take too long. Um, there's two shorts. Um, if you have Disney Plus, uh, one called Kit Bowl, where a kitten uh, kind of lives in a box, kind of by a bunch of, kind of like a junkyard, but it's not really a junkyard, I guess. Kind of looks like one. Yeah. And the owner of it gets a pit bull, and it's about the kitten and pit bull trying to, you know, basically becoming friends. And. It's kind of sad in, for like a minute and a half um, of, I think it's eight minutes long. Okay. But it is, uh, it's kind of, it's worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. It's It does have a happy ending, thank goodness. Because I was going to be like, I'm going to have to write a strongly worded letter to Disney. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other one, you saw, uh, Her- I think Hair Love played before Frozen 2. Uh, or one of the Disney ones. It was one, or I don't think it was Disney. It played in front of one of the movies that I took Grace to go see. The, um, about the girl with the, like, afro. And her dad. And her dad oh, trying to. Uh, yeah. I, it was before uh, Angry Birds 2 Angry... for me when I watched it. Okay. When I saw it. Yep, same here. Okay, that's what it was then. Okay. Because, like, I know it's one I took Grayson to go see, but it's not a Disney one. So I was like, well, then it couldn't have been Frozen 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Grayson's like, when's the movie going to start? <laughs> Anyways, um. So both of those are actually on YouTube. Yeah, hair love. Yeah. yeah, both of them are actually on YouTube. Um, Kit Bull is also on Disney Plus. Um, hair love's awesome. I kind of want. I, that's kind of my. Yeah. Yeah, that gave me all the feels, so I kind of want that one to win. Yes. Um, but I also want to watch, see if I can find the others. Um, right now, that's my pick. <laughs> yeah. So, with that being said, I am done. There. All right. I I had the monopoly on movies this week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you did it last week. I did it this week. Yeah, this week I only have two movies. Uh, first one I'll talk about is Underwater. It is a science fiction horror, although I would say it's more thriller with horror elements. Uh, you have it was released January tenth, had a budget of eighty million, and the sixteenth I looked up how much it had made. At that point, it was a little over sixteen million, and as of last night, it was twenty-seven point four. Okay, and um. So, it's not quite at its budget, breaking even or anything. 
But uh, we have uh, Kristen Stewart, Vincent Cassell, uh, Jessica Henwick, John Gallagher Jr., um, oh, Mamadou Athi, and T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Or I maybe you believe it. Yeah. yeah. I, I like T.J. Miller. I can't say anything. I, I like him. <laughs> I like him because he used to be on uh, Doug Loves Movies podcast all the time. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> He used to drive Doug so nuts, and uh, it's kind of a running joke anytime TJ's on, because he, he used to say, uh, Doug made the mistake one episode because he was, well, he's high, and he said the great state of Denver, yeah. so instead of Colorado, in case wow. people don't know, Denver's not a state. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, TJ always goes, Denver, yeah, and shouts it loud. Anyways, so it's kind of a running joke. Amongst right. many others that he used to have, but then, <clears throat> but then he became a big movie star, and now he's not on there near as much. Yeah, he pretty much takes everything. I think there's a joke about him that you know, if you got a role, get him. Yeah, he's more likely to take it. Yeah. Um, but this is about a crew of aquatic researchers who find themselves stuck at the bottom of the ocean uh, due to an earthquake doing severe damage to the research station. So they must find their way to safety, but also they have to avoid these creatures that apparently live down at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. Um, it's 95 minutes long, so it's not too long. Oh, no. Not too long at all. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> right. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent thriller. Yeah. And as far as them calling a horror, they rely on like horror jump scares. Because okay. the first, I watched this twice. First time I went after work, and I was between that and Little Women. And then this weekend, my daughter says she wants to see Underwater. I was like, man, if I'd known this a few days ago, I would have seen Little Women. Then this would have been, you know, I would have had three movies. Yeah, I know, right? But um, it it's pretty decent. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to like it. Yeah, yeah. But um, basically, if you've seen the trailer, you saw how the movie starts. It doesn't waste any time getting into it. It just jumps right into the, the situation, and then it goes from there. So I did, okay. like, I did like that, that it just pretty much gets to it. Right. No beating around the bush. Yep, yep. No reason for exposition. <laughs> no, no. They just exposition, kind of cover, what's that? They just cover things as it go. You get your gotcha. character introductions as they progress. So it's kind of like a video game almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> even though it was a short movie, it did kind of feel long. Really? Which is weird. It's like it 90 minutes, but it felt... Because when I watched it with my daughter, she's like, you know, it was a good movie, but it was kind of long at parts. So I was okay. like, yeah, after seeing the second time, it was it's a little long. But I don't really have too many negative things other than that um one thing when a little bit of trivia this is the last movie that'll be under 20th century fox name oh because okay. disney decided to do away with any oh yeah fox branding it's just 20th century isn't it isn't yeah. that what they're going it's with it just 20th in, century studios right in searchlight yeah and so basically this they could have gone with 21st i mean we're only in a new century but whatever that's true <laughs> complete difference i know right um but kind of, but still keeping like an homage to it, almost. Right. Oh. Uh, this movie, the shooting took place 20, 2017. So by the time this movie came out, oh, it's three years since the time they were shooting. So, Damn. yeah, they really shelved the hell out of that yeah. one. Yeah. Oof. Blowed the uh, dust off of it. <laughs> but I mean, it was pretty decent. Okay. Um, like I, I think I mentioned to you, no red box library. You yeah. don't necessarily have to see it in the theater. Right. But if you do, it was like the second time seeing it had a couple of loud girls in the movie that almost almost took my daughter so that's just walk out 
But I was like, no, I think once it gets to the movie, they'll shut up. Oh, and, yeah. and they did. <laughs> they did. But um, watching it with that crowd was better because, you know, it was actually people reacting to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, it made it more enjoyable. Right. Uh, but definitely worth checking out. Cool. Pretty good. My second movie, I actually watched this. It's uh, A Fall from Grace. Scott okay. Perry. Of course, this is on Netflix. And, um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, first of all, before we get into the movie, okay, are you a Tyler Perry person? Like, when he puts one out, do you watch it? I- I'm more into <coughs> serious movies than I am comedy. It's comedies. Yeah. Like, um, I was actually thinking about it. The movies that I like, you know, the first one was uh, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie, which I think it was his first movie released, and I liked it. Okay. Um, the comedy, the things with Medea, I'm kind of iffy. It, they're hit and miss. Yeah. They're hit definitely miss. hit and miss. I yeah, think I've seen the jail one. I missed uh, that one. <laughs> I actually kind of liked that one. That was actually kind of funny. And I've seen, have I only seen two? I feel like I've seen like one. Just that one and the first Halloween one, I guess. Yeah, the ones I've seen is Dive of Mad Black Woman, Good Deeds, which I, I like that. Acrimony, I enjoyed that. Daddy's Little Girl, I Can Do Better By Myself. Like, those are movies that I yeah. watched and I enjoyed. And then he's got movies where they're not that great, but I yeah. liked it. Uh, Witness Protection. Okay. With, um, can't think of the other that played the dad in uh, American Pie. Can't think of his Oh, name. Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah Eugene yeah. Levy. Yeah. I like that movie. It's just kind of a guilty pleasure for that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so serious movies I'm more yeah uh, enjoyed, but comedy is like I said hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, so this you have uh, was released uh, January seventh seventeenth on Netflix. It's written and directed by Tyler Perry, starring Crystal Fox, Felicia Rashad, which I can, I enjoy her in this. Uh, Brisha Webb. Uh, we have Cicely Tyson and okay. Tyler Perry. They're the pretty much the main cast of for this movie. Uh, so you have uh, Grace Waters, played by Crystal Fox, who is in jail, charged with murdering her husband. Okay. Um, she's decided to take a plea deal and plead guilty and just take whatever deal they give her. The only thing that she wants is to be in prison close to where her son is so it's easy for him to visit. That's the okay. only thing she asked for, regardless of what how much time she gets. Right. She just wants to be close to her son. Okay. Okay. Um, then... You have Jasmine Bryant, played by Brisha Webb, who is a public defender who's assigned Grace's case. And her basic, her own assignment is to get her to sign the plea deal. Yeah. Open and shut case, done deal. Be done, be done with it. Yeah, and that's it. Move on to the next one because you're overloaded and understaffed. Right. Basically, you know, as public defenders are. Yeah, and her boss, Roy, and underpaid. Sorry. says that. They yeah. don't have the money to have this go to trial. So yeah. she signs it, done deal, boom. But she uncovers like a something's not right with the case. Um, so the backstory is Grace Waters. She's recently divorced, having okay. caught her husband messing around the house. Yeah. And so for the last, doesn't really give you a time frame of how long the divorce was, but she's gotcha. pretty much sad, depressed. And her friend suggests she gets back into the dating scene, dating pool. So she goes to an art show, meets this guy named Shannon, who charmed his way into her life and eventually they get married after getting married he pretty much shows another side yeah which leads do. us to where we are gotcha um 
not the best movie. Um, I was liking the movie till they got to the portion where the trial takes place, and that's when things just kind of meanders, kind of falls apart. Gotcha. Um, I feel like with what the actors were given, they did pretty good as far as with the material. I do believe Tyler Perry should have a writer's room. <laughs> it it pretty it shows that it just it shows. Yeah, no, I know. Um, think he should have had a set producer that could have caught some of the mistakes that were seen, which I didn't catch the first time. Yeah. Then a friend of mine posted the video. You had background. They had a scene in a diner, and the background people were supposed to be eating and having a conversation. Yeah. But um, there's a scene with the old man drinking yeah. water, selling it pretty great, but the water, the glass is empty. <laughs> it's empty. It's pretty much like... Um, Game of Thrones, <laughs> Starbucks. Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> and there's a shot of him supposedly eating food, but the fork has no food on it. <laughs> he needs an editor is what he needs. <laughs> yes. Um, which brings me to another point. I found out that this movie was shot in five days. That sounds about right. Five days. So I guess even though they saw it, maybe they just didn't have the time to go back and fix it or... I don't no, know. It's just, no, it's just shot. That that has nothing to do with editing. That's post-production. Yeah, yeah so I don't, they didn't spend much time in post-production to, to catch this. Because I, I would think if you saw that, you'd want to reshoot, yeah. definitely. Uh, or at least find a way to cut it out and cut right. something else. Yeah, but I mean, it's very prominent. Wow, that's awesome. I, I don't Because when I saw the scene, I don't know how I missed it the first time. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, wow. Like, he really is selling, drinking this empty glass of water. And this... <laughs> But um, there is a plot twist that I liked uh, during the backstory. I feel like if the backstory had been the focus of the movie instead of the trial, instead of the trial, yeah, it probably would have flowed better. Gotcha. Um, and the trailer, I, I, the trailer, I like the trailer. Yeah. The movie Did that it showed, I was like, I want to see that movie. That movie, yeah. yeah. And then what I watched, <laughs> I was like, no, can, this isn't. Can, can we- <laughs> Can we have the trailer editor go back and edit the movie right, <laughs> for I mean, a re-release? Because <laughs> they could have maybe split this up into two parts where the backstory yeah. is the first movie yeah. and then her trial is the second movie where yeah. everything is figured out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and also, even though this movie came out this year yeah. and it was shot in five days, I was... Trying to figure out Shot what five days, three time, years ago. <laughs> what time frame we were in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some of the... Tyler Perry's wearing a pretty bad wig. The the con artist <laughs> male still has, wig. <laughs> has a bad wig. Like, high top fades. I, I'm wondering yeah. if this is like the late 80s or the early 90s when this takes place. Okay. Any cell phones? Not that I noticed. Okay. <laughs> oh. toy. It was a toy cell phone. <laughs> When, okay. Boop, boop, boop. There's another. There's a scene. <laughs> it's not really. I don't think it's really giving anything away. But there's a scene where Jasmine Bryan is an attorney. Her husband's a cop, a police uh-huh. officer. So there's a scene in the movie where he's arresting somebody, and while he's in the middle of arrest, he gets a call on radio to check his computer. So I thought he was going to take the perp, put him in the back of his car, yeah, and then check his computer. No, he leaves him leaned over the hood, says, "Don't move." Okay. Goes to his car and checks his computer. Once it pops up, he proceeds to drive off, leaving the dude standing on the side of the street still handcuffed. So I was like, I don't think that's normal procedure. I don't think that's how that works. 
No, no, no neither is leaving <laughs> someone on the hood and say, saying, don't, don't move. move. Right. Okay. And expecting them to stay. And then there's That's another. That's never worked. And then there's another scene that's similar to that. That's later and does the same thing. Tells the person, don't move. As soon as he goes to investigate, that person. Oh, leaves. God. Yeah, don't. Oh, I guess it didn't work after all. <laughs> so I'm just. So I'm, it's not a good movie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> for probably the wrong reasons. But well, and it's one of those things too. If you <clears throat> like, I appreciate Tower Perry yes. in the in in this way because I know he self finances a yep. lot of his movies. <clears throat> so I have mad respect for that. He doesn't yes. rely on the studios, right, to finance anything. So the thing which only is, Netflix does is distribute it for him. Yeah. So so the fact that he's doing this literally all on his own, um, <clears throat> in my behoove him to help get a you know finance an, an editor at least yes. <laughs> at least pay for an editor cinematographer maybe a script supervisor or at least one other person yeah too. or just a co-screenwriter just somebody to just kind of look over and say bro you might want to change that no that's not going to work yeah and the um, fact that he directed it and didn't catch or maybe maybe he noticed it and just like hey we only have five days we've we only got five days because I'm the one because I'm paying for this yeah, <laughs> yeah. so but it's just, it's not his best work. I've seen better. But if you go to Twitter or Facebook, it's like, it's like mixed reviews. Some of it's like, oh, this is his best work. Some are yeah. like, no. We've seen. But. If you find the video, uh, post it to our fan page. Okay. Yeah, because I think people would like to see that. Yes. And I kind of want to see it too now, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I may end up watching this movie when I have nothing else to do. Which I mean, it's on Netflix, I so yeah, I, mean, yeah. I think Probably it's worth seeing because you're not really paying money you're just yeah, kind of using just, your time yeah, yeah but it's it's worth checking out just okay. to see <laughs> that's interesting yeah so the way you are with tower perry movies because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of them are fairly formulaic yeah it's the same and most of his is just yeah. presented differently right but it's essentially the same. um that's how i am with nicholas sparks movies okay <clears throat> they're very those movies are formulaic to a point yeah. Like, he didn't even try to hide, you know. Because I always go, well, someone's going to, someone has already died, someone's about to die at the beginning, or someone's going to die at the end. Yeah. At some point in this movie, or book, even when I was, uh, when I was listening to the audiobooks, at some point in this story, someone's going to be dead. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, this is not, this is not. And I'm normal. like, you really, I'm like, bro, you know, not, you know, you don't, you know, you don't have to have a death in order to have a good story. Right. But yet here I am, continuing on. But it works. And yeah, and there's no stories extremely formulaic. Yeah. But I don't care because I enjoy them. Because you know when I was in my younger days when I was writing, those were the kind of stories I was trying to write. Never completed any, but I was trying to write stuff like that. Right. And so I have an appreciation for the fact that that's what I someone's doing what I would like to have done, but never did. Yeah. Um. Now, me trying to write them now, it's going to be ridiculous. I, I'd end up writing something completely else. Right. Um, but it, but I always go see every single one, though. I don't even care. I took Grayson. Grayson was, oh God, what was she, like two months, two, three months? Her and I went saw The Best of Me at mm-hmm. uh, down in Antioch when it was the Bargain Theater. Oh, yeah. Um, at uh, Hickory Hollow. And her and I would go see it. And, you know, she slept. And then when she wasn't sleeping, I gave her a bottle and sat in my lap. We watched the best of me. 
There you go. So, her, one of her first movies, if not her first movie. And, uh, yeah, no, I, and it's one of my favorites of those. Um, but, yeah, it, it's all those movies, you know, they're, they are what they are. You know, it's, they're fun. I mean, they're not fun. They're romantic. And, and yeah, and I will be the dude that tears up in those silly movies for one reason or another. Yeah. Because of, you know, uh, something. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally get it. You know, like, I get why people like those the Tower Perry movies, same reason why I like the Nicholas Sparks movies. You know, it's just it's one of those things you you know what it is, but you're gonna watch them anyways because there's you find something in it that you enjoy, yeah, and you want to come back to it again. So, like I I probably watch this again, despite the to, to find the more errors, see you can, which more you can, see what else you could find, <laughs> which I totally get. But it's like, like everybody that liked it, I can I can see why they liked it. But it's just like it's difference between liking something and knowing if it's good or not. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, no, I know it's, it's definitely not. But it's, <laughs> I still find it entertaining, so that's yeah. all that matters. That's it. So, um, but yeah, that I'm shooting. I'm the same way, man. Um, wow, dude, we're doing great. Look at us. <laughs> we switched to weekly, and we we switched to weekly. We might actually we're actually going to finish. I would say on time, but you know, we're going to finish under an hour. So right. look at us. Um, so real quick coming up, uh, we, dude, and ne- neither one of us saw Bad Boys. How bad of fans are we? Both mm. hyped up about it, and neither one of us got a chance to go That'll see it this week. This yeah. week, and I really want to go see it, but I almost I've want got... to see it because my daughter wanted to see it. I'm like, no, <coughs> I need to go see on, it first. Yeah, I'm planning on seeing it Saturday. Me and a friend are going. Yeah, but it's like it's R rated. I definitely got to check it out first. Make sure. Make sure there's nothing. Because yeah. I mean, even though she saw it, Chapter Two and Doctor Sleep. It's those, different. Those movies are rated R for different reasons. Right, right, movie, right. Yeah, I gotta see it first. Yeah, you gotta make sure there's no nudity and whatnots right. going I'm on. Right, like, oh no. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so yeah, so we got uh, we got Baptist coming up, um, coming out this week. That's the reason why I got my folder out. Uh, let's see here. We're looking at the twenty fourth already. The Gentleman, Guy Ritchie's new movie, which hopefully it's gonna be like Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, and uh, Snatch. Fingers crossed. I need to watch that. You do need to watch that. You should watch that before the next time we record, so you can, yeah, maybe if you get a chance to see it, you can kind of compare and see how see what you think. Okay. Um. So the gentleman comes out. Um. The last full measure, which I'm not even sure I remember. Oh, and then the turning, which is the horror movie with uh, the kid from Stranger Things. Yes. Um. And uh, Mackenzie Davis from the last Terminator movie. Oh, so. that's her. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Which I, I'm like, ooh, she's in it. I might want to watch this because I want to support her. But that's I, I saw a preview for you yesterday, like a different one. I'm like, yeah, nope, no. not seeing this. Not for me. No. Not for me. I want to support her, but that's not my kind of movie. Okay. So yeah, this is a, this is one my daughter wants to see. I think, I think it'd be okay. Maybe the trailers just cut really well, but that's just, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good. That's not my kind of movie <laughs> at all. All right, no, I'll be the dude screaming in that theater, and I'm like, I'm not about it. <laughs> this one, you'll probably want an audience there and not, not a private screening. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, different kind of horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mercy. Um, so trailers, uh, kind of light on trailers this week, which is fine, because that makes it makes, uh, doing the website a little bit easier when I post all the trailers. Um, so we have Morbius, which is based on the, I think, villain? It's from the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. Um, 
it's Morbius is basically like a vampire, I guess. Yes. Genetically, uh, genetically enhanced, turned like, him into like, a vampire. Like I don't know. Spider-Man villains or something. Yeah. There, he, there's some kind of scientific genius or some kind of scientific thing goes wrong. Right, and then yeah. he just because he's trying to prolong his life, and then becomes a vampire and has to go. I don't know if he's killing people, like bad guys, or how that's working. I don't know if he's trying to. I don't know if they're trying to do the anti-hero thing, like mm-hmm. they did with Venom. Like they did with Venom. But it's. I'll go see it. I'm probably not. It's not really high. I'm. I'm not like. Oh my god. But I'm like. Yeah. Okay. For me, it wasn't before until I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm really gonna see this now because, you know, far from home. Yeah. It's been out a while, so I guess we can talk a little yeah, bit about yeah. it. Um, there's a shot in a trailer with him walking down the alley, and you see a picture of Spider-Man has murder on it. So it's kind of related maybe oh, okay. to that. But but um, the picture they use apparently is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh. Either from the video game. Yeah. It's definitely the suit from Sam yeah. Raimi's Spider-Man. And then if you saw the trailer at the end, you have Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Maybe playing the character from... Right, Vulture. Home. yeah. So it's like okay, so I guess this is tight in, or maybe that's an well, it's Sony. scene. It is Sony, showing. so and they're really trying to make that Sinister Six thing right. And like happen. with Venom, they put a scene at the end of the movie in the trailer, so right. maybe this is a shot at the end of the movie. Which right, I think will probably have a lot of people mad <laughs> if that's the case. But, yeah, but um, just seeing that and then the music in the trailer, I'm like okay, I'm, I'm kind of I'm digging it. Oh yeah, it was a uh, classic. It was it felt it was a. Uh, it wasn't Beethoven, it was... Uh, I think it was Beethoven. Mozart? Might have been Mozart. Anyways, it's very, it was classical music that had been hyped up. Yeah. <laughs> Updated, there you go. Yes. Updated but, um, classical music. It felt yeah. very yeah. MCU-ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm not overly excited, but I'm like, yeah, I'll go see, I'm going to end up seeing this, but I'm not sure. I'm curious to see if it's going to be PG-13 or if they're going for... Hmm. It's awfully dark, so I don't know. Yeah. It might just be like Venom, where it just looks awfully dark, and it'll just still be PG thirteen. Yeah, I, I have a feeling York won't want to see this. This doesn't really look like something that he would like. But I could be wrong. Maybe yeah. closer to time, I'll ask him. And since this is Morbius and he's vampire, yeah, you know, it was another Marvel character I'm thinking of that would fit perfectly in it. But I Blade. doubt they'll. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if they'll ever make reference to him or. Yeah, but that'd be a good way to maybe hint yep. at him you know yeah Cause i think they i think they battle i'm not i'm not familiar with the characters but i'm thinking Me maybe either. i'm thinking maybe they've had battles yeah it would make sense blade and then yeah it would make sense dude how what do you think jerry widow is going through during this award season man knowing that right now i mean i guess nicholson but but knowing that the last that Heath Ledger won posthumously for Joker for playing for play, portraying the Joker, and now Joaquin Phoenix is sweeping the awards playing the Joker. I mean, we know he had a shit fit about it because he wanted the role, right? And you know, fired his agents and all that. Dude, he's really got me losing shit now <laughs> over uh, this. I mean, in a way, it's kind of not his fault. Cause oh, it's. Cause I mean I'm, I mean the backlash sure yeah. is his fault, but as far as Suicide Squad goes and his role, he he didn't have much in it. 
Like, you could have took him out of that movie and it wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> yeah. But it's how he chose to portray that character, though. Yeah. That's all his. That's all him. He was the one that wanted face tattoos. Uh, He's the one that chose that, that route. He's the one that chose all the tattoos and okay. all that. That's all him. That's not... I forget who directed it. Um, that wasn't studio. It, no, that, that was, was all him. Um, and they're um, like, okay, sure. I retract my statement then. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> that's all him. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how he chose to portray it, so that's... Well, now he's with Marvel. Not necessarily yep. Marvel Studios, but... He's right, taking so, on a Marvel yeah. property, so yes. we'll see if the, if he feels fares better here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll put some thirty second to Mars songs in the <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> oh, mercy. All right, man. That's the, oh, the uh, the other one's the Lovebirds with uh, Kumail Nanjiani. That looks interesting. I'm going to see. Uh, that. Yeah, so we'll put that one up too. Apparently, you got to keep Kumail out of cars. I guess. Between that and Stuber. <laughs> I literally thought this was maybe a sequel somehow where he just got a different love interest and this is their story now. I just right. felt very much. <laughs> I was like, nope, that's not this. Nope. Yeah, apparently not. All right, man. Guess what? That's it. I um, right. guess we'll be back next Monday because I'll be... Uh, although, I'll talk to you about it after we get okay. up. Um, so, yeah. So, here we go. Starting up New Year right. Going weekly. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, I hope everybody has a good week and every, everything. And for myself, Jeff Hall, and Patrick Terry, y'all have a good week. <laughs>